Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host, Therese Reese, and I am going to read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong Will Mind Healing Scars Over Time Through My Poetry. And today's poem is entitled Judgmental. Here we go. People tell me not to sin, and yet they do it daily. If we all sin, and if we all fall short, why judge me with your hypocrisy? If we were born into sin, why pressure me until I go crazy? Some folks left out the full report when they are living their lavish lives daily. Perfection in this flesh cannot ever be achieved. And pursuing it comes with a very high price. In this skin, we cannot afford it. We can attempt it, but we will fail. Because this is why Christ died for us. We can only be perfect by his blood. The cares of this world will sift you slowly. So why don't they just tell the truth? That even they, on their best of days are just as guilty of sin too. We really aren't worthy of God's love, no matter what we think. Religion can leave a person quite filthy from the inside out. But to conquer is to rise above and to never live in fear or doubt. So if nothing I can do, so if nothing I do can save my life, Why should being perfect in your eyes even count? So I hope that y'all have the most amazing evening, morning, afternoon, whenever it is that you hear this episode. So today what I wanted to talk about is gaslighting. I am working on doing more shadow work. I am working on studying more. Um, I am working on a greater understanding of different subjects. Um, I'm working on everything. And so I was up early, early this morning. And I have a tendency because it was in my latter years that I have come to recognize that therapy is of the utmost importance. And so now I find myself not just attending therapy sessions, but I find myself following certain therapists and certain subjects um, on the social media sites, just so I can learn more, just so I can look at my reflection in the mirror, see how this applies or see if I've ever been a victim of these things. And if so, that I can do the shot so that I could do the shadow work on those as well. If I've been the person that was guilty of doing these things, I want to be able to do the shadow work on that as well. Um, I truly believe that the only way that we can ever become better is to completely be real with ourselves. And even though we may be a person that has compartmentalized certain areas of our lives because that, that particular, in that particular season, maybe it was way too hard to deal with or address. But as I am going through this process of learning more about myself, what I've been through, the traumas, the triggers, all of the above, what I'm also learning is that it's good to equip yourself with knowledge. 
That way you can recognize some of these red flags before ever agreeing to enter into any type of relationship, whether it be professional, whether it be platonic, whether it be romantic. Some of these things can be avoided. Some of these situations can be avoided if you are equipped with the knowledge and the wisdom so that you can make those better decisions. Um, I remember I had a manager one day that used to always say whenever we would depart, make good choices. Well, one of the things that I've come to recognize is that I can't make good choices all the time if I don't have good information. So this is my attempt um, as I'm learning and I'm studying and I'm trying to apply things and I'm trying to talk about things more. Um, This is my attempt in sharing some of the knowledge that I've gained in the past few hours, technically. (laughs) And so um, please keep in mind that I am not a doctor nor do I have a doctor's practice, nor am I a licensed counselor or a psychiatrist or a therapist, nothing of the sort. I am merely a student of life, a person who thinks deeply. I am extremely curious about the matters of the heart, and I study many subjects in order to not only learn about other people and their behaviors, But I also study other subjects to learn about myself and my own behaviors. So today, this is why I want to talk about gaslighting. And for those of you that don't know, we're going to we're going to go back to class for a moment. Gaslighting is a person who manipulates another person psychologically into believing that something is wrong with their own sanity and or their own belief system. Where did the term gaslighting derive from? The term itself comes from a 1938 play called Gaslight. It was later released as the 1940 and 1944 movies Gaslight. So the play was Gas, G-A-S space L-I-G-H-T. And then later on, the movie They put it together and it was G-A-S-L-I-G-H-T, no space. The story follows a husband who isolated and manipulated his wife with an end goal of institutionalizing her. This happens when an abuser attempts to control their victim by trying to twist their sense of reality in their own minds. Dr. Robin Stern, who is a co-founder and associate director for the Yale Center for Emotional Intelligence, aided in bringing this term gaslighting into public awareness with her book, The Gaslight Effect, which was written in the year of 2007. So let me give you all a few examples of what gaslighting is. It is when a person insists that you did or that you said something that you know you did not do or even say. It also means when a person blatantly denies or scoffs at your recollection of events. Scoff, and I'm going to break down what these words mean because not everybody knows the meaning of certain words. So I'm going to break it down. Plus, it helps me to understand it. And I like to understand what I'm reading. 
Scoff is when you speak to another person in a scornful, derisive, or mocking way. Scornful is a feeling or expression of contempt. Derisive is ridicule, an expression of contempt. Contempt is the feeling that a person or thing is beneath consideration, that they are worthless or they deserve to be scorned. Blatant means that it is done openly, without any shame, unashamedly. Therefore, as an example of gaslighting, it means that it is a person who openly, without any shame, without any consideration of how their actions and or words affect you, because they do not believe that you or your feelings are worthy of consideration. So that whenever you begin to express yourself, that individual will meet your expressions with scorn in a manner where he or she begins to mock you concerning your feelings. The person may call you extremely sensitive, maybe even crazy for expressing your feelings to them. The person may also go as far as to tell another person how doubtful they are of your feelings, that they don't trust your feelings, that they don't trust your behavior, or that they don't trust your state of mind. That person may also shift the chain of events when they are telling the story to shift in a manner that blames you for the outcome of the circumstance. People who gaslight will insist that their perspective is the right perspective and they will refuse to consider any and all of the facts when listening to your perspective. They won't even try to listen to your, op your perspective with an open mind. So how do you know that you are experiencing gaslighting? I'm going to ask you a few questions and, you know, this is a podcast. So answer when you like in your journal out loud where no one can hear you. It's all on you. But I'm just going to ask you a few questions. How do you know if you or when you are experiencing gaslighting? Do you have the urge to apologize all of the time? Do you believe that you can never do anything right? Do you find yourself always anxious, nervous, or worrying about most things on most days? Do you lack confidence in yourself? Do you often question your level of sensitivity? Do you feel like you're way too sensitive? Do you often feel disconnected from yourself? Like, I don't even know who I am anymore. Do you sometimes feel as if you are losing your true identity? Do you find that you believe it is always your fault when things do not go right in your life? Do you always feel as if something is not right? Even though you can never pinpoint what could actually be going wrong. Do you experience an insurmountable amount of hopelessness, frustration, numbness? You just don't even feel anymore. Keep in mind, these feelings may stem from how the other person communicates with you. What he or she may say or suggest concerning your own behavior. 
They may say something like, what's wrong with you? You seem to keep forgetting very important conversations you and I have. I'm worried about you. You've been acting strange lately. Just be careful. This could be masked. This could be a masked concern, which could potentially leave you feeling like something really is quote unquote wrong with you. So I'm going to give you a few behavioral gaslighting examples. One, you really don't want to do something, but you find yourself doing it to please someone else. Two, you are frequently questioning if whether or not you made the right choice or if whether or not you said the right thing. Three, you are constantly making excuses for the individual who is gaslighting you to either your friends or your family or both. You are constantly isolating or lying to your loved ones just to avoid conflict. Five, you find yourself rehearsing your actions and your words to make sure everything is said as well as done right and in the right way. Six, you don't spend any time on the things you used to love doing during your leisure time, such as hobbies and or activities. So according to Dr. Robin Stern, she believes that a lot of people gaslight because it allows them to do and to be right, which helps them to validate their own selves. When gaslighters feel threatened, the only way they feel in control is when you support their vision of the chain of events. This helps them to maintain their sense of power. Gaslighting can also occur when a person believes that their narrative is better than another person's narrative of the same exact event. If you have been gaslighted, this can cause you to question your own sanity. And this can also leave you feeling, leave them feeling. Because if you're questioning your own sanity, then it allows them to feel that they are superior over you. So if you ever find yourself wondering, like, am I really losing my mind? It could be a person is gaslighting you to where now the way they think has become superior over the way that you're thinking. Please keep in mind, gaslighting is not the same as a person disagreeing with you, having a different perspective than you do on any given subject. For example, if you say the sky is green and they say the sky is blue. This is not gaslighting. It also is not when a person lies to you. Gaslighting sometimes can be very hard to recognize because it is more nuanced. It may come in three different stages, but just because it can come in three different stages does not mean that all three stages will be present at the same time. Here they are. Disbelief. You come across a person who displays gaslighting behavior, but you dismiss it as a one-time encounter. Defense. You start to see that the gaslighter is constantly gaslighting you, but now you begin to defend yourself. Depression. You find yourself accepting their behavior. You begin keeping your views to yourself while adopting theirs so that you can quote unquote keep the peace. 
in order to avoid conflict and potentially win their approval. However, over an extended period of time, this could drain your energy and leave you feeling depressed and helpless and hopeless as well as helpless. Keep in mind, gaslighters aren't just people you are related to or in a relationship with. Gaslighters are also politicians, doctors, managers, teachers, etc. These people can also be gaslighters. So this may not be the best example of a gaslighting experience on the job, but I'm going to take a stab at it. (laughs) So let's say you get a promotion. And let's also say that one of the competitors was a person that you work with who went for the same exact position, but he or she didn't get that position. Fast forward, your manager asks you and this individual who did not get the position to work on a project together. You both agree on the roles that you're going to take in order to make the project a successful one. However, although you both agree that you will be the spokesperson for the project and the teammate will create the PowerPoint presentation, the day of the event, you ask your teammate to email you the, the presentation. 30 minutes before you both go live, he or she sends it. The problem is the only slide there is, is the title of the project. There are no additional slides. So all the things that y'all talked about, the graph charts, all the, the numbers, the comparisons, all those things that you discussed when you were prepping for the project, when it came time for this person to deliver that information to you, they only delivered one And that was the slide that shows the title of the presentation, nothing else. So you reach out to your teammate via phone. They don't even answer. Then you send an email and you ask for the remaining slides for the presentation. And your teammate responds by saying, I don't recall agreeing to you to uh, agreeing to you presenting this project. My understanding is that I would provide the first slide and you would add on what you wanted, but that both of us would be presenting. I know you've been stressed out with your new responsibilities and everyone doesn't handle stress well, but I'm here for you if you need me. See you in 15. That's 15 minutes, of course. So you luckily didn't put all of your eggs in one basket. You do have backup slides ready. However, once the two of you go live, your teammate says in front of the whole audience, I know the both of us were placed on this project together, but from the looks of it, you didn't need my help at all. They promoted the right person for the job. And then he or she chuckles. This may not be the best example of gaslighting, but I'm hoping that y'all get a point. So pretty much it's like gaslighters in a very unhealthy way try to look like they are in support of your vision when secretly it's it sabotages the vision. And so um, this is just not a healthy way to, to create a relationship, to have a relationship, to be in a relationship. However, one of the reasons why it works is simply because you want to trust the person gaslighting you and earn their approval. 
in the promotion scenario, although you may not have chosen you for the promotion, nor did you select your teammate for that particular project, your primary goal was always to get along. Never once did you consider that the gaslighter's goal may have been to sabotage your gain all along so that he or she could feel more in control of the situation and or their emotions. Remember, gaslighting can be disguised as looking out for you. When you recognize gaslighting, how do you reclaim your emotional space back? You can reach out to a trusted family member, a trusted colleague, a doctor, or um, to gain their perspective to help you also gain further clarity, and offer you emotional support. You can be sure also to take notes. Like, make sure you take notes. So whenever you are talking to someone um, that is a gaslighter, don't rely on your own recollection of the chain of events, which may have occurred days or months prior. Take notes. Even get a voice recorder if you have to. Take time out to jot down the chain of events when they occurred, be sure to write down any highlights from the conversation. Record your argument if you have to. This will help you to convey the facts when needed. Set clear, and I mean very clear, boundaries. Something like this. I think you and I have a different memory of what truly happened on that day. So why don't we agree to disagree and just move on from this? Or... Why don't I go ahead and play this recording that I took while we were in this heated argument? And then you let me know if your perspective remains the same. And I'll let you know if mine does too. And then we'll go from there. Or call me crazy one more time and I am going to leave this house. Or I don't mind gaining a better understanding of this situation. But the moment you raise your voice, that's it. I'm leaving. And then make sure to stick to your boundaries because this is very important. Remember, his or her behavior is not your fault. Remain mindful of the following facts because whenever you're experiencing gaslighting over a long period of time, you can begin to question your own self as well as your own self-worth. You might begin to second guess yourself and this will cause you to doubt yourself. You may become depressed. You may start to feel anxious or you could even start to be lonely or all of those things take place. So a suggestion for me to you is to seek help from a mental health professional. Seek a therapist if you have to, who can provide you with an unbiased perspective on gaslighting as well as guide you on the right direction as you begin to deal with the aftermath of being a victim of a gaslighter. You can begin by naming and addressing any and all doubts and fears that are connected to your self-worth. Processing painful and unwanted negative emotions. Acknowledging the fact that you did not cause nor did you deserve to be gaslighted on any level. Whether you were gaslighted by family members, colleagues, which would be in a professional setting, and or your spouse, which would be in a romantic setting. 
Take time to create healthy boundaries. Think about what that looks like and what it feels like for you. Then write that down and then begin to put it into action. Please remember, a therapist will not encourage you to remain in an abusive relationship. Instead, they will help you to create an exit strategy. This includes, but is not limited to, if you're working at a company where gaslighting is something you experience quite frequently. Keep these things in mind. In order for you to create healthier boundaries for yourself, you can start by not, you can start by avoiding conflict. Like stop, stop, I'm sorry, I said it wrong. You can start by stopping avoiding conflict. So a lot of times we try to avoid, we don't want to deal with conflict, but instead when conflict is used properly and in a respectful manner, it can help you grow both both internally and externally. Besides, when you know better, it gives you an opportunity to do better. So stop avoiding conflict. It can be healthy for you when, when operated in the right way. Stop trying to win arguments and disagreements. Instead, what we should be focusing on is understanding our spouses, our colleagues, doctors, politicians, and focusing on listening to the other person, hearing them out, respecting their perspectives, even if it is different than ours. We really need to be trying to figure out a resolution. How can this be resolved amicably, if at all possible? Remember, most arguments stem from preferences. These are areas where more communication is needed. It should not be avoided. So try not to avoid these opportunities to grow. Ask yourselves, how do you come to a mutually respected preference? By asking them, what is your preference in this situation? And vice versa. Stop denying other folks' feelings. Come on, y'all. When you hurt another person's feelings, whether intentionally or unintentionally, just own it. Fess up to it. Be responsible for how you impact another human being. Every experience is not meant to be identical. So just because I wear my red bottoms and my feet don't hurt does not mean that if I bless my sister with those same red bottoms that her feet will not hurt. They might actually hurt. She might actually get blisters. I'm not supposed to expect her experience to be identical to mine. But I should respect the fact that if she hands me those red bottoms back and tells me I cannot wear those, thank you for the, for the act of kindness. However, they're causing me to experience blisters on my feet. I should be able to accept her truth, take the red bottoms back, and not feel any ways tired or bitter toward her because her experience was not identical to mine. Bottom line. Gaslighting may start off slowly, but over time, if not addressed, it can cause deep soul wounds and lasting harm. Please seek help, whether you are the gaslighter, a victim of gaslighting, or both. So this is going to conclude my episode on today, but I wanted to write a letter to my future hubby or read a letter to my future hubby. This letter 
is dated February the 13th of 2022. Y'all, this is the day before Thanksgiving. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm losing track of holidays. This is the day before Valentine's Day. Anyway, my baby will be 16 years old on Valentine's Day. And we're processing. This is just a side note. My baby will be 16 years old on Valentine's Day. And we are processing the loss of my grandfather. That's a lot. But we're going to get through it. So here we go. Dear future hubby. I pray that this letter finds you doing well. Today, I spoke on my podcast about gaslighting. Why? Because I was listening to an interview where this subject was being discussed. And so I decided to delve deeper into it and do my own research on the subject. If you are a gaslighter, please get help. My prayer is that any hangups you have from your past, that you are addressing them now prior to the two becoming one flesh. If you were a victim of gaslighting, always remember their behavior towards you is not your fault, but still get help. Until today, I only had one perspective of gaslighting and what it meant. I am grateful for the opportunity to study the subject in more depth. It is true. With all of our getting, we should get an understanding. My desire for us is that we understand not only our triggers, but that we also understand our behaviors. Why do we do the things we do? Does it stem from how we were treated in our families, in our past and present relationships, in our past and present work relationships, in our relationships with our doctors? The list goes on. It is important to me that we sever soul, those soul ties, which could prove to be detrimental to what we are attempting to build together. I am praying that you have not experienced gaslighting in any way, shape or form. However, if you have, it is also my prayer that you are seeking the help required to deliver you from the residue of the damage this causes for everyone involved. I, too, am making sure that if I have been a victim of gaslighting or if I have gaslighted anyone in the past, that I sever those ties and that I don't repeat that behavior with you. I pray that you are applying what you learn now. I pray that you are becoming the very best version of yourself and doing your own self, um, shadow work. Simply because whether our paths cross now or later, my desire is that you are giving yourself and or striving to give yourself the very best version of yourself daily. As this too is my goal for myself. I love you. Love, Teresa. And even though this was not a pleasant subject, I believe it is a very necessary subject. On this podcast, I believe in being raw, real, and wise. Therefore, I hope that this episode encourages someone, whether you are listening to it in the evening, afternoon, or morning, whenever it is that you hear this episode. I hope that I have shed just a little light on this dark subject of gaslighting. However, do me a huge favor and take care of yourselves because there is only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye. And thank you for listening.